0: Welcome to another episode of the Big Red Dram. I'm your humble host, Jason Langer. As always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, tonight's episode is a Staisha shootout. It is uh, two bottles of st- signatory Staisha from Bunehaven. Uh They are both five years old. They are a, a dechar, rechar hogshead that was distilled in October of 2014. Um, both were actually October 23rd, if I'm reading these labels correctly. The one that came from Signatory was bottled on September 21st, 2020. And the one that I purchased from Boon, um, from Binnie's was bottled on April 6th, 2020. So a little older. <laughs> uh, Binnie's was cask number 10757, an outturn of 266 bottles. They are in the standard 750 milliliter bottle from Signatory. Um, with Benny's label, uh, the Binnie's logo on the bottom, 59.7% alcohol by volume. The signatory is in the way cooler bottle. It is in the signatory vintage bottle, Um, the decanter style. This one is also aged five years, as I said. It is a cask number 10756, bottle number 290 of 290. Wow, it's the last one. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. Um, my uh, so i have two unique numbers now my buonahaven 12 year old is bottled 69 hell yeah and then this one uh 290 out of 290 so that's pretty sweet um they're both similar in color um they are both the same age obviously this the signatory version that came direct from signatory is a little older wow let's see if that makes a difference oh it's too busy there you go I was too busy squeaking it. So I didn't get a good pop. I'm excited to try these. So there's a little bit of a story. I think I told it in one of the other episodes, actually, when I said that, I, you know, I had a fine drams order, not a fine drams order, a uh, reserve bar order go south. So I was still able to figure out a way to get it through signatory, which I'm very, very grateful for, but I'm going to save that part of the story for next week. Um, as I'll be talking to signatory about, uh, this signatory themselves and a special bottle that we have that we'll be talking about next week. So I'm very excited about that and very, very grateful for the opportunity. I'll be honest. I'm really looking forward to, um, my first interview. It's a little nerve wracking, but it'll be worse next week. (laughs) I really don't, you know, I haven't quite gotten there yet. As far as wrapping my head around what it is that we're going to be, what I want to ask, and what we're going to talk about, it's supposed to be very casual, and I I plan on it being that way, very unrehearsed, as this podcast often is. So yeah, it'll be nice to talk and kind of go through the motions with that. But this has been just an insane week. It really has, and it's only Wednesday. Um, a lot of things have been going on with the Wheat and Whiskey Club. Been kind of working on organizing barrel picks for this year as i've kind of talked about in previous episodes and a lot of things have been kind of coming to fruition here in the last couple of days so talking to companies like new riff talking to signatory talking to uh mgp to mgp ingredients to who just bought luxro by the way my elijah craig pick is finally shipping so a lot of cool things are happening and uh we've got a rye three pick coming up that they just sent their samples so We'll be doing that pick uh, next week, and um, the following week we'll be talking to MGP, and I'll be talking to, also next week, I'll be talking to New Riff, and I just got a message from one of the sons of the owners of Whiskey Acres today, so I'll be talking to them hopefully at some point, uh, going out there at least at Whiskey Acres in DeKalb, which is about 22 miles west of here, and we'll be heading out there it would be nice to take the whole group out there and talk to them. So that'll be a, a Wheaton Whiskey Club event. Looking at doing an event in town with Burger Social and the Burger Social, as well as 302 Wheaton. I keep mentioning those two together. Um, lots of lots of stuff going on, man. <laughs> um, so these two states, again, I read you all the statistics. They're pretty much even. I think they're one. The cast numbers are within a, a bit of each other. What, five month difference really between the two it, i really don't know that I'm going to see it is we kind of interest it's gonna be kind of interesting to see I don't know if that's the screen effing with me or if one is actually a little bit darker than the other I think they're pretty close man the one on the the binnies looks just a tad darker I wish I had a white oh I do have a white background let me do this i'm gonna turn around here so the Binnies is just a little bit darker in color, it looks like, which is kind of weird. Um but it's not it's subtle. So on the nose, they're very close. So I'm you know, I'm gonna go on a limb and, and say that this is gonna be like the Willett family reserve rye that I did <laughs> where where I was kind of comparing the two proofs. Um one was a little bit higher in proof than the other, and they were very similar. I think the one that had a little bit of a higher proof had a little bit more going for it. Um, Right off the top, on the nose, when I went through both of them, they're very similar. They're very close. Um, The Signatory might have had a little teensy, teensy bit more going for it. But they're both actually have kind of a sweet... Almost like a cereal weedy nose to them. Almost like a Wheaties. <laughs> Which it's been a long time since I smelled Wheaties. So I'm not sure that's accurate. But hey, we're going to go with it. But they're very, they're just, there. they're right on. So before I even keep going, I'm going to tell you probably with, little doubt that they're going to be close the the Bunahaven from um, signatory the one that's slightly older uh i think will might have just a teeny teeny bit more going for it but overall they're both they both knows very well you i don't for a heavily peated Either I've lost the ability to really get the peat, but these smell sweet for a peat for a peated whiskey. It's almost I almost can't even tell, which is weird. It reminds me of the Octomore Eight Point Two. The Eight Point Two really belied its one sixty seven ppm. It had a nice dessert scotch thing going for it where you could almost have it as an aperitif after you've eaten a nice meal and you could skip dessert or have it with dessert especially some sort of a fruit cobbler of some sort and this gives me a similar sensation where on the nose it's very um it's very sweet it's not peaty now on the mouth, I think on the palate. The last time I took a little nip out of it a week ago, and I was like, "Woo!" I have a feeling I'll be going, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> mm. My nose. Whoa! ho. Oh, wow! So the Pete's there. Hi! It just it showed up. You know, for a five-year, that drinks very well. Um, I almost like that better than Wee Beastie. That's pretty impressive. Um, So, it's very warm. (laughs) It's almost 60%, so it's going to be hot. It's going to come in hot almost... It's almost comes in Glen Farkless 105 hot. And I didn't really give it a, a whirl to see if, what kind of build it gets. Let's hang on. Let's see. This is the Benny's one, by the way. It's intense. It's rich and spicy. It's almost got an earthy. It's an earthy medicinal like. Dirty. I don't want to say dirty wood, but it's got kind of a of a burnt oak, which would explain the the D char rechar. But it's got it's got a heavily burnt oak flavor profile to it. Um there's sweet notes, a little bit of caramel, some caramels in there, a little tad hint of vanilla, maybe kind of hidden in the extract. Uh but it's The, the second and third sip, it starts to get a little weird. And that's, you know, that was a similar sensation with the, wee, with the wee beastie that I had, the Ardbeg that I have. Um, It got, um, it, it started to show its youth a bit. Now there's, again, there's good young whiskey out there. This one does well. It is a great conversation piece. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, it's just, it's just different. So it's kind of throwing me f- for a loop a little bit. Um, again, younger whiskeys, I'm not hundred percent used to. So I don't really have, I guess, a lot of experience with these younger whiskeys, but it is, it is interesting. It's got a nice complexity to it. Uh, and it will throw you a little bit as far as trying to pig- figure out what it is that's in it. What it is that's coming to the forefront. There's really just a whole bunch of just things going on in that mouthfeel. It's it's rich. It's thick. It's got a little bit of an oily mouthfeel to it too. So on the, on the, the texture uh, part of it is pleasing. Um, the finish is very good. It's nice and long. It's very hot. Well, not very. It's it's hot, not very hot, but it is hot and it lasts a long time. Um, I'm still feeling it and it, and it mellows out into something pleasant, but it's the revisit that makes it weird. Cause he, the initial first taste is, is quite nice. Um, the second and the third is when it gets a little intense in its complex, um, makeup, where it really starts the peat starts to really intermingle with what else is going in there. So there's a little, in the very beginning, you get this nice fruit. It's not, yeah, you get a nice fruity sweetness that is immediately covered by this dark oaky char, uh, smoky oaky char. And it has some familiar Buna Havan flavors to it. Um, but then it gets medicinal and strong in that medicinal and medicinality. <laughs> the medicinalness medicinal is what the whatever. It gets medicinal in a hurry. Mm. But it has its charm. Oh, oh. I didn't hold it. I should have held it in the mouth to see if it builds. There's like a it's like a weird peaty haggis thing going on the back end of it. I it's I don't know. It's difficult to put my finger on what it is I'm tasting in the end. It is just it's 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 got a lot of different things going for it. So it's uh it's very good i mean it's it's different it's an 85 the the Benny's pick so it's it will hold its own it's a interesting peated whiskey from bunahavan which doesn't do a lot of peated whiskeys they're more again about the finishes so to speak and i've i've really been having a hard time pulling a trigger on a manzilla cask um there's a i think it's an 11 year old that they released this year um And I just, it's just, I've hemorrhaged so much money on whiskey these last few months and I'm running out of room. So it's hard to pull the trigger on something like that and figure out where I'm going to put it. Um, And all that for one bottle. Again, the economics of it. But I like that one. So the signatory version now. So this one is obviously it's the same. It's pretty much everything's the same. All right. So I took a second to kind of gather some thoughts. And to kind of write my notes down because I really need to start doing that. Um, I really need to start. Really need to start writing my notes down better because I haven't done that. Of course, they're all recorded for posterity, but I haven't. I need to write them down for um, the spreadsheet thing I'm doing. But anyway, so my <clears throat> my notes, my notes for the Benny's pick are. On the nose, it's a little bit cereal, light, uh, fruity, with a a hint of peat. Not really. I didn't really get a lot of peat out of it. Maybe a tiny bit. On the palate, it had a sweet intro that is interrupted by a smoky burnt oak. Hints of caramel, a touch of vanilla, and then it explodes with an earthy medicinal peat and seaweed. Um, And it's really got kind of... On the aftertaste it does taste very peat you do taste the peat Um, the finish is medicinal hot it lingers quite nicely and it does and again it's 85 these aren't gonna be earth-shattering bottles right they're young so that they're not like the 12 year old signatory that I have that is just delicious and delectable these are a different approach so they're a little young they're a little more in your face you know these would really pair well with a good cigar. I'll be honest. I think they would really do well with a cigar. The peat isn't again. It's not overpowering. It's not like a lag It's not like a Laphroaig Ten, where it's just wham and it takes you and that's it. It's all you're tasting is that peat. <laughs> again, this isn't a Laphroaig Ten. This, it's there, but the peat dissipates with the finish, which is nice it doesn't it doesn't hijack your taste palate and then that's all you're tasting for the rest of the day. Um and now moving on to the signatory. The signatory up front I got kind of a PE lemon fruit cereal, which is a little bit different than the Benny's pick. Um what I can tell you the other big difference between these two is that the Benny's pick due to COVID was a statistical pick. They didn't actually get a chance to sample anything. They read the write up on it and they picked based on that from what I've gathered. Um, the signatory obviously came from signatory. So they sampled it and were able to pick a barrel, which it still coincidentally was the barrel before this one. Um, but they were able to pick this one and it, they were able to have a little more hands-on approach to it. Uh, My first sip, I got the impression, uh, a very different impression. It actually has a little bit more of a sweeter complexity to it. It doesn't have as intense of a burnt oak flavor to it, which surprised me. Um, It did build an intensity when it was on the mouth and the palate, but it um, it didn't overpower in the medicinal sense, which was nice. It was a little bit of a surprise. Is it the age? Is it the fact that they were able to pick that? Mm good question, yeah? So, anyway. Mm-hmm. This one actually gets a little nicer after the second and third sip. Whereas the Binnings one can was getting a little more medicinal. This one's actually getting a little sweeter. A little more laid back uh i'm getting more fruit notes not fruit i mean it's just i maybe a better way to say that is a sweeter palette um it's not as thick as the binnies by a small margin but it is definitely sweeter than the second and third sips versus the binnies. Um, I would almost go as far to say is that it has a little bit more character to it. Um, it's adding another dimension. Uh, in in the taste profile, which I enjoy it. It's it's a little bit more of a non cigar sipper. I think that the binnies would be perfect with cigar. This one might actually hold up on its own. Okay, you may want to add a drop or two of water. Ooh, let's throw that. Let's see what a little water does to it, which I should have done with the binnies. I bet you the binnies one would do better with a little water added to it. Um, Just because sometimes the higher proofs, again, you want to enjoy it how they enjoy it. That's been always been my model with the higher proof stuff. There's some lemon in there for sure. Um... I've always enjoyed the higher proof stuff. So I feel that that's closest to what they're tasting, right? When they bring it right out of the cask. And I feel in my own personal opinion that cask strength whiskeys is really the way to go. I've always enjoyed cask strength whiskeys and I've always really kind of leaned that direction, especially with bourbons as well. Um, I'm starting to feel like more bourbons are better in the higher proofs too. And the best thing is, is you can always dial it back. You don't need to go 40% just because you can go 60, 65 And then if you're having a hard time with it at first, cut it with some water, dial it back a little bit, add some drops to taste, right? So you're going to add a few drops at first, see where you're at, add a few more, add a few more until you get to where you are comfortable with it, and then work your way backwards. Um, That's always been a good way to do things uh, in my life. Of course, that's different from what you might like. (laughs) That's the nice thing about whiskey, right? Is it's how, what's best for you. Um, Okay, so the bouquet opened up quite a bit with the water. So after letting it sit during my little spiel spiel it opens up the nose to give you a more <sighs> delectable profile. Uh whoa. Woof. Right through the brain. Ethanol's are really kind of pouring out of it now. I'm using a Glen Cairn today, by the way. It sweetens things up a bit, gives it a little more characteristic. But I'm having a hard time putting words to to what I'm smelling, which isn't helping you at all. Sometimes they're just it comes to you, and sometimes I just can't. That's inexperience. That's my inexperience. Is all that is. So with water, the intensity is dialed back, which is going to be kind of obvious, um, and it really melds into a nicer sipper. It's still got, still has some of that earthiness to it, that that uh, oily oak. Burnt oak that is likely a result of the of the decharing and recharring of the barrel. It'd be interesting to know what number char they did. I don't. I'm assuming Scotland does that number there too. Um, when we talk to Charlie Rodman next week, well, you know, I'll get into in, get into some of that. That's a good question to jot down. What Scottish chars? I'm using my job hunting pad, which I shouldn't be doing, but anyway. So yeah, the water obviously relaxes things a little bit. It does give it less medicinal um, notes, kind of cuts that back a little bit, and gives it a little more of a <sighs> woody bourbon. is that? Well, I feel like I'm I'm exhaling smoke through my nose. So I mean, the peat's definitely playing a factor. I think I'm going to be chastised for this, but I won't be. Who am I kidding? But mm, There's a little more pepper in the end on the tongue on that one, too. It really is a little bit better than the Binnies. I think that it has a little bit more going for it, almost two points better. So it's almost an 87. I would give it an 87. It just has... I would probably go it just has a more well-rounded palette for it so it's a little bit easier to drink it's a little bit more of a pleasure to drink and that's not discounting the Binny's release by any stretch of the imagination it's just I think they're a little they're both slightly I mean they're different enough that they're kind of their own thing and yet they're similar enough that you could go yeah these are pretty close, especially on the nose, right? The nose was very close between the two of them, but the body is what separated them both. It almost, it's almost as if this, the signatory release versus the Benny's pick the signatory is a little more refined. And now is that the five or six months difference? Uh, yeah. Five months difference. Is it, is it, does five months give it that? Could. Um, is it, this is another question for Charlie is so when you've picked the barrel, is it sitting idle for four or five months before you bottle it? Or is it still going through the aging process while it's sitting there? I wouldn't want to assume it's still in the barrel aging. Um, how much reaction is it having to the wood in Scotland? Probably not a lot, but because uh, it's the, the temperature doesn't vary that much there. Um, but in September, it's going to be cooler. In April well, in April, it's cooler too. You know, it doesn't really start to get warm until May or June. So, so yeah, so you would have the summer months impacting this. The signature release released a little more versus the um Benny's pick that was done and bottled in April, 6th of April versus the 21st of September. So, interesting, very interesting. Um, I didn't expect. A noticeable difference between the two Um, like I was saying earlier with the will at rye I didn't really get a huge difference and that was more proof than anything this there's a bit of a difference which is kind (laughs) of cool so for the experience aspect of that that's kind of neat I think it's fun that this was uh, just yielded a surprise I really feel that it did kind of give me um, a way to lean, which is a little bit more towards a signatory pick versus the binnies score wise. And I think the experience overall is a little bit more pleasant with the signatory. It's good, it's peated, but it's not overly peated. So, hey, thank you for listening to my Stacia shootout between the two five year heavily peated DCAR rechar picks from Signatory and binnies. Um, it was fun to do this, and I appreciate uh, Charlie Robin very much for helping me be able to pull this one off tonight and uh i'm looking forward to talking to him next week actually and discussing a surprise from glenn levitt and learning really all things about signatory because uh at some point the wheat and whiskey club is going to be working with them as far as a pick goes i hope that's the hope Um, For the Scottish lovers out there, I'm going to do something for myself, which is a big, I'm a big one and a few other people also that I know. Uh, I'm hoping there's scotch whiskey drinkers in the club, but we have other clubs to reach out to as well. So that will be fun. And I'm hopeful that it will be a cool choice to have to pick from (laughs) we'll have some cool choices to have to pick from that's what i was trying to say anyway thank you so much for listening to this i apologize for the the breaks uh and ums and and everything else because it was this was hard i will say the challenge with these two the biggest challenge is really the flavor profiles it's figuring out what's going on in there um a lot can be pretty cut and dry as far as different bottlings go. These two are difficult to kind of put words to flavors. Um, and again, that's my own inexperience. Um, and that's something I'm hoping to brush up on and work on over the next couple of months. But it is uh, an interesting and fun challenge to to push your palate to really recognize things. And that's one of the fun things about this hobby. And what, one of the fun things about doing this is Working through those exercises and trying to gather that. So, anyway, thank you again for riding along with me on this one. Uh, the Stoetia five year old D Char Rechars, cask number 10756 and 757 from Signatory and Binny's, respectively. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Signatory, for your assistance with this one. Thank you, Binny's, for having one for me as well uh this was a lot of fun and i really uh am excited to dive into these a little more once they open up because these are really neck pores <laughs> that we were trying tonight so give it a month or two maybe i'll come back to it actually when face comes up uh in may at the end of may i will revisit these along with the other bunahavans that i've got and we'll do a big bunahavan shootout for uh for facial so looking forward to that in a few months So as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it and go out and enjoy whiskey one dram at a time.